are and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast where this week, destiny is all. Because we have back with us Mark Toner and Josh Crew to do our Last Kingdom special. This isn't going to be our last Last Kingdom special because they are going to do a movie for Netflix to wrap up the story even further. But there was an incredible final season, which we, I think, all loved. I think it was one of the best seasons of the show. And we just got to, I think we got to dig into it. Um, but first, Mark, how you doing? Calling in from Paris. We have two Europeans this week. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. It's good to see everybody. Things that, actually, it's, it, the weather here is, is absolutely beautiful. And I got a high school buddy in town. We're recording music. Oh, a little side cool. project, my little COVID side project. I'll let I'll I'll send you what we do. Nice. I'm excited. All right. Uh, that sounds pretty heavenly, Mark. Just hanging in Paris with old friends, <laughs> making art. <laughs> what more, is this life you're living? <laughs> Wait, let me write, write another Galois. And... It's an audio <laughs> podcast, so people can see Mark's actually wearing a beret right now. And he threw a twirly mustache. There's a glass of wine and a cigarette off to the side. Yeah. All right, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. As I told you guys, I'm still waking up, rolled right out of bed to do this podcast. That's how much I love. These don't show off about how late you got to sleep in. It's very obnoxious. <laughs> we'll get there too one day. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, never, never. Oh. The children will never let me sleep in. <laughs> oh, believe me, there'll be a day where they're more interested in sneaking in as much TV as possible before yeah, you realize that how much they've watched. Yeah, that day is coming soon, especially in your families. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Becky and Lily, I'm assuming you're okay, unless you got something special to raise. I'm having Nothing. some technical difficulties, so I'm... Fine, but just keep going and right. I'm going to fix okay. my sound. The I'm Last so Kingdom, season five. This, this episode is chock full of spoilers. And even if you've never watched the show, though, this is going to be great. So, you know, I would normally tell people to turn it off for the spoilers, but eh, just just I mean, soak up. Because whatever my, my general impression of this show is that this is the show that ha it has all the good things that made Game of Thrones bad and none of the bad things. It is- All of the good things that made Game of Thrones good. Good, sorry, all the good things, yes. All the things that made Game of Thrones good and then none of the bad things um, and genuinely likable good characters. Okay, let's dig into, but, but even though I talked about the good guys, let's start with the bad guys because they had a lot of ground to cover because there wasn't just, you know, a a villain of the season thing happening here. You really had to wrap yeah. up some, some major characters here. So I, let's start where it all began. Let's start with Brita. We'll go around the horn. I don't know who, if someone wants to talk first about Brita, but Brita who, you know, started off as his childhood love. She's just gone to full madness here. And it's clear that, I mean, it's clear she's not going to make it if you're watching the show. But Uhtred is fighting it until the, the very last minute. Um, uh, and also dealing with the, his two children, one who is like chock full of revenge and the other who is a priest who who is the ultimate example of forgiveness. Um, yeah. So Josh, what'd yeah. Josh, what do you think of Brita's, Brita's arc and her end? So I think, I mean, you knew she was going to be one of the bad guys in this season i think they i think he sort of saw this one coming for a while that she was going to go like 
truly off the deep end. The whole daughter thing was kind of like that. That was actually maybe a bit of a storyline that I didn't love, except it was, uh, I think, a needed part for her redemption. Well, I don't know if she has a redemption arc, but that the last moments where, where you sort of see her crumbling because she realizes like how much she screwed up her kid uh, was, I thought, a good tool to kind of let her character develop in this season and sort of see her uh, deal with the inner turmoil that she'd been wrestling with for a long time. Right. She's always blaming other people, but in this one, yes, she had to, there was no way to get around her blaming herself. She's always blaming Uhtred, but that whole thing she did with her kid was awful. Yeah, was... Letting her daughter jump to her, to her end seemed like a very poor choice in that moment. Mark, what'd you think? No, I uh, I thought yes, I agree with with Josh. Um, I, you know, there wasn't yeah, there wasn't much of an arc. We knew she was off the deep end at the end of last season and like was plotting her revenge. So like it was kind of picked up, you know, midstream and and just kept going. Um, you know, I yeah, the thing I thought was interesting, and I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. The the kind of the new priest friend of Utrid's who's who's, who's Pierre she took prisoner. Pierre oh, Pierre Leg. Yeah, well, yeah. Pierre Leg. I, I really liked him. Like I, I, I liked him before, but he kind of he was a cool character. I'm not trying to take away, but I thought like from I'm not moving away from Brita, but I thought that he was an interesting that whole dialogue that they had when she took him prisoner, and then they kind of like were, were just wandering around, but he at the whole time was trying to tease out why she was so angry and like kind of trying to you know trying to get mm-hmm. her to work through her issues, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was kind of a cool narrative device. You know, I, I like that part. Well, that, that's me, a good point. The... She, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to add, she, she ultimately can't let go of her anger, right? Like, she stabs the yeah. yeah. Right. But for me, the whole Brita storyline, it all comes down. It's all about her and Uhtred. All of it is just... Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it centers the center it's in it. And it's, you know, they are a part of each other. Right. And she is a part of him and he is a part of her. And that's why it's so painful um, for each of them, what they've been through and the ending where they are, I guess, reconciling or he is or she is having that moment of coming around and that real moment of redemption, which she couldn't get with Dr. Dr. Beerling. (laughs) Father, Father, Father Beerling. He's a therapist. Um, therapist, (laughs) Father Beerling. Um, That was excruciating for me in, in that those, in those final moments between the two of them, because no matter how much Uhtred has lost and no matter how evil Brita has become she still knew him before all of that right she's the one person still alive still around that really knows who he is since being a child you know and and I just it was so excruciating for me when when she died but it was I I thought a a very beautiful poetic ending to her story how they don't just let her go out in some fiery blaze in a battle and get her revenge and they turn her into the big bad but they but they really dig into her the importance of her character and how that informs Uhtred's story because ultimately it all hangs on Uhtred and, right? and, and she has to serve his right? story 
his yeah. daughter. Uh, he, uh, I thought it was, I, I thought to me, so it's interesting is I felt like the Brita piece slipped away. And I, I think this is actually really great about it. The Brita piece slipped away. So not only did they, they end the Brita arc, but they m- gave you a lift to Uhtred and his children. So, so it wasn't, yeah, it was Uhtred versus Brita and whether or not he was going to forgive her. But it all, I felt like so much of season five was Uhtred becoming the parent that he never had been and wrestling with the fact that he was like an absent parent. And so the Brita thing, and that's what a lot of the rest of the season deals with. And so the Brita thing, I feel like really mm-hmm. was used for that too, which I think was amazing. Lily will be allowed to talk when her sound is better. Okay, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm just so sorry. I'm doing it through. I'm so proud of myself for getting this far. I'm doing it through the phone. Okay. So where do you, but where do you, I unmuted on the computer, but does that mean you hear me through the phone? No. Yeah. It's just, you're using your phone as your microphone now and it's synced with your voice. So you can mute on the computer or the phone. Okay. Okay. I got everyone. That was a, that was a free zoom, zoom Ted talk. Uh, All right. All right. We're just moving on from Brita though. You you missed it. No, go ahead. and no, then I just close out Brita. That, that I'm just going to close out Brita by saying that I think that few epic relationships are culminated this way. I just like that come to an ending this way. There's so many ways she could have died in the show. There's so many horrible things she could have done, and even worse things. That. And no, but, uh, yeah, but, I wasn't listening oh, to it. Anybody this is, was this is now the continuation of last week's episode when Becky wasn't paying attention. No, but to, that, to be so. fair, I literally, I wasn't paying attention, I couldn't hear anyone. Right. But okay. I'm, I, 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 but it is the gist of it to me is that it, I thought it was perfect. That it was done right. perfectly. Beautiful. Right. So, so I can't let it go quite yet because, you know, go ahead. Yeah, you're right, Becky. You, you kind of brought up the thing like she was, you know, so much of her was, so much of her character was rooted in this kind of simmering anger that you know Uchir took a different path or that like she could never she could never come to to grips mm-hmm. with I don't know whether it was the loss of their relationship or that she felt he betrayed his you know his his essential you know vikingness or whatever <laughs> you know like I don't know but he couldn't like you know he, he she couldn't let go she couldn't let go and she felt like, you know, Uhtred rather uh, became this kind of like, you know, almost like, you know, catch all evil, of, you know, for, for her. So I think that was interesting. That's a good observation. Yeah. And also, oh. I think she's jealous of his choices. Yeah, true. That's exactly it. Like, she, she, he made all the choices yeah. that she couldn't or wouldn't make. Yep. And I would just say the montage at the end when they sort of recap their relationship mm. was like a minute, one of my favorite minute and a half of the season. Like it totally. Yeah. That's a great point. Everything. That's actually mm-hmm. was really good too. Yeah. It was also really helpful because Allie hadn't watched the first two seasons. She just like, never got around <laughs> to it. So I, <laughs> the whole thing. But, more but also, I feel like in any other show that would be so cheesy, it would just be like, oh, like yeah, I agree. Small C sort of recap, but in this, it was like no, oh, oh, like I was enjoying watching this quick evolution that was bringing you to this moment well it's also it works for this yeah. show it's also it's something Uhtred's carrying with him all the time about her all right let's move on exactly. to I think one of my favorite characters in the in the back sometimes shows bringing characters late and you're like yeah but I think Citriger is one of the coolest oh. guys 
Yeah, um, from the previous season where he comes in as almost like young Uhtred, master strategist, you know, yeah. kind of best, not best Uhtred, but Uhtred, there's no final battle, right? Uhtred basically gives him Efferwich, right? Anyway, he gives him Efferwich and that's mm-hmm. how it ends. And it's like this, and then now it's 10 years later, everyone's gotten a little bit, 10 years of peace, more or less. Everyone's got a little sloppy, soft, you know, and uh, I was glad, I was really glad to see the way Citricker um, uh, and, you know, essentially where he ended up. Um, Becky, I know you talk a lot, you think a lot about Citricker. Um, uh, what did you, what, what's your, what's your take on Citricker? On Citricker, I think a lot about Citricker. Yeah, don't you? Well, you I have Citricker person. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it's hard not to be. I, I think the way you talk about him being Uhtred 2.0 is really is is really what's so appealing about him. He's, you know, if he you see in this season how much he has evolved over the 10 years to be invested in in peace, invested in the future of his people. And what really did it for me, and I'm actually surprised, you know, it's not for Lily to talk about because they're not star-crossed lovers, but um, <laughs> him and Stiora, you see the evolution now of their relationship from last season where it's this young infatuation and she's going to follow him to her being his queen and feeling how powerful that is and their love for each other. And I'm not going to say it rivals uh, some of Uhtred's great loves, but it's, it's up there in terms of, I bought in, I bought in and I believed um, him when he was coming back to save Siora. But I I tell you, at a certain point, I felt like there was a bit of a in my day situation happening here because I'm looking <laughs> at this from Uhtred's eyes. Uhtred's had like three wives that he loved or girlfriends that he truly, truly loved obliterated in his like 40 years he's been alive. And I feel like at a certain point he should say to her, he should he, he should be saying to Stuart, all right, all right, all right, chill out. Okay, but he, he does kind of say middle that, ages. <laughs> he does out. kind of say, he's like, you don't realize it, but you will move on. Yeah. Like he, sure. he does say that at one point. But what is so wonderful about the arc of Stuart and Sitricker's relationship in relation to Uhtred, which I think is always what it has to come back to, right? is that he is seeing what has happened to him mirrored now in his daughter's experience. And it's Mm. excruciating for him to say, oh, Mm. it's one thing that I've survived this pain, but I don't want my daughter to go through that. Mm. And the scene, Citricker's execution, Mm. I mean... I didn't didn't put in the outline my biggest cries of the season, but there were many moments (laughs) where I was... I was sobbing uncontrollably as and if I was plane. there. As I was, I was on public. a plane watching it. Thank God I was wearing oh, a mask <laughs> because people must have thought that I truly lost someone I loved when a couple of these deaths happened. I binge watched it for about seven hours on a plane. Uh, Josh, Josh, what do you think of the dis- of 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 Citricker's demand that Uhtred kill him? Be the one to well, that, that I think was the most interesting thing because you just referenced how much pain he had gone through, and he knows that he's the now he's the one that has to bring that pain to his own kid. So he knows exactly. You're giving what me he's chills, doing. Josh. You're giving me chills. I start crying again. Actual chills. 
<laughs> I mean, that, that was a, an amazing scene. I, I think um, Sig Trigger's interesting because when he came on the scene, he was so awesome, so smart, so like he was Uhtred 2.0, but honestly, the better the, the better version. And it was just it, it was a bit weird to me to see him sort of lose his way like that. And and I'll be honest, I did not love this Siora Sig Trigger relationship. It made me really dislike her for much of this season. Well, but, you know, there, it was one of the huh. few relationships Why? Why? where okay. the people it's weren't so... were, were so in love that they couldn't move on. Other than like Father Bioka and his and his wife, a lot of the other yeah. couples dealt more with the Middle Ages thing of like, oh, okay, somebody dies, they'll find a new wife, they find a new husband. But I'm it's but of... it's Diora's stubbornness, you know. It's part. It's also speaks like the stubbornness of her character, not just about how in love she is, but yeah, I just, I I, the whole like. I don't know her just like uh consigliere type of act. I just, I just, I don't know if it's that <laughs> wasn't right. it was just like anno- right. an annoying part to me where she was like, you should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, this guy's like used to be a brilliant strategist. What happened? <laughs> but if he had listened years. to her. Mm. Yeah. Um, she didn't trust basically like it all comes down to man. She just saw her, his brother as like literally the albatross around his neck that he was. And she, she picked up on that and she tried to steer him. And, you know, Sig Trigger was a lot of things. I'd say like, he was like, you know, the par- paradigm of the enlightened man in the middle ages, right? Mm-hmm. He like, right away we saw last season, he's like, we don't need to kill each other. Like, and just, you know, live as these like warring tribes. Like we can, you know, and then you saw that, as you're right, you saw that evolution where he was having Christians, you know, be able to worship. And he's like, look, this is what we need to get to. So he was like very enlightened for that period i mean way ahead of frankly even like you know the 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 the, those you know the royals in wessex but um but yeah but you know he was brought down by and we can get to him in a second but his this like lame little brother who just like shows up on the scene and you just know he's bad news you know what i mean it's It's such a great example of failing upwards right that the little brother you know Just yeah. everything is for his own survival. With, before yeah. we move on to him, can I yep. just say what the best part of Sig Trigger was for me was watching it with my mom and the names she called him every time she referenced <laughs> him. Not one time was it his actual name. It's a shout out to mom because we kept being like, who? Oh, you mean Sig Trigger? She has Sticker Trigger. I can claim it. I feel like there's so many versions of like I, I, I have to look at like oh. Ethelflaed, Flafflefled, Flafflefled, Athelflaed. I don't know who is one of my chief complaints of the I, show. Just take a yes. little like I can't remember who you're talking about anymore. Why not take some creative liberties there <laughs> so, and just so, give us slightly so, regular, slightly pronounceable? I, names. I admire them. I give them credit for going full fledged on the names. Well, those <laughs> names. Well, you'll notice though the 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 uh, Viking the um, the Danes. A lot of them are more composite characters or different characters. Almost a lot of the main Wessex characters, the Saxons, are all actual historical characters, even yeah. if they've altered sure. them. Right. So yeah. Ethelhelm and Ethelfled and. And the fact that, uh, you know, I mean, but then you got Edward in the middle of it. I I want them to offer like (laughs) closed captions like they do for the cities where they're like Ethelfleed, otherwise known as. Much- That's great. Great idea. Um, this is Wessex. Let's just. 
right. All right. Let's speaking of things named Ethel, let's talk about Ethel Helm, who really turned out to be the big bad of the season. Yeah. The the uh yeah the, the lord who's not even there, you know, not even trying to protect Wessex. It's really about only his bloodline his, causes yeah, his power causes total chaos. Um, was he bad? And, and I'll start with Lily. Was he bad and threatening uh, enough to be the big bad as opposed to some of the more like epic general types or existential wars that they had in the other season? Was he, was he a bad enough I bad think, guy? I think he was a bad enough bad guy. I think it was refreshing that he was a different kind of bad guy. We've been watching the show for several seasons. We know that Uhtred can pretty much outsmart anyone on the battlefield. Mm. The amount of cunning and the amount of damage that his tentacles reached through his henchmen and through his money, like him just using his money, that is a kind of power and corruption that Uhtred is not used to fighting against himself, right? And the amount of corruption through finances, because this guy basically is just because he can finance all of these like horrible things he's planning, is this insidious poison that's going through. And Uhtred's not even aware of it through most of the season and part of last season. So I, I thought it was great. Is he, you know, I don't know, like... Cersei level bad or you know the bigger bads we've seen in other shows maybe not but he's bad enough for this world the things that yeah. he's capable of doing and the damage that he's capable of doing I, it was good enough for me it felt realistic it, it didn't need him to like you know I don't know do worse than he already did it was pretty bad yeah it's interesting he's kind of a you know it, it, it's almost like a Shakespearean character like kind of like the royal exactly. entry yeah. and the conniving yeah. and the manipulation rather than some right. Danish like you know king coming down and trying to like your warlord trying to like take you know uh, take the lands from Wessex it's more like you know trying to you're right he was he was he was you know it was a game of outsmarting him and trying to like you know trying to figure him out and I thought it was interesting like you know they clearly, you know, the, the, you know, the huge screw up of when, you know, he, his daughter ended up being killed rather than, yeah, the, the, the young uh, uh, virgin or whatever, seer or whatever, I can't remember what mm -hmm. it was now, the, the, the holy, young holy the seer. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, seer. Um, but like, you know, I thought that was a interesting and a good plot twist. And then like to see how grief stricken he was. But it only made him like triple down on like. You know, oh yeah, like, I was well, just thinking was that he was done until uh, whatever his henchman was convinced him to come back, which was a very unbelievable scene. Yeah, the henchman really cares about the cause. I thought he was just in it for the money. That's a that's a good point. That's a good I point. think no, I think that I think the henchman it was about survival. Right. I believe I believe that the henchman like he. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now we're going to come clean? If we come clean, then I'm yeah, dead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so we're not coming yeah. clean, buddy. You've gone way too deep. Yeah, because he's already, he's done the killing. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Um, and, and, but it's and, and not like this. I just want to say, so go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, John. I'll put a cap on that one. It's not like we're in modern times where they're going to like take his DNA and find out that he killed. Like people are literally dying left and right and getting slaughtered every two seconds. Like, 
and no, it just disappeared. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Okay, I mean, and nobody saw, knows. Yeah. And nobody knows what anyone looks like. Is so it it's nope? you know what I mean. <laughs> No, except no, every no, once no. in a while, except every once in a while, one of the royal people will be walking through like a dirty town and people will be like, Ethelfled? Oh. Is that you? <laughs> I'm like, I was, can I just an aside to that? Like, I was just going to say, like, which is true with this, like, there's more random meetups on roads like there. Like, was there just like one road from between these towns? Because it's always like, I like, there's like three or four of them. Like, like, it's just like, probably. Like, it's like, uh, oh, Heston, Heston, doesn't Heston, like, they come up, anyway. Well, it's just like, I, was, I think this is the perfect. Heston, I had no cell phone. This is the, the one that, perf- yeah. This is the perfect moment to, to get into Heston because Heston uh, is the one who uncovers uh, yep. the murder on the road and he's reintroduced. And, you know, I actually had to do a double take because I don't remember the last time I'd seen yep. Heston in the show. I think and he so, lost a lot of weight. He was, he, trying to go, he was trying to go straight. Like he was trying to just like do his own thing. <laughs> he was. Well, he was just, yeah, he was just like, out. Yeah. He was just like he making just money. money. He money, sort of like, yeah. he settled into the guy he really was, which was, right. you know, low level criminal. Who liked gold? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He just wanted to like make a, make some. He yeah, found a his path. He found his path. He did, but for you're right. First of all, appearance wise, he did. He he also like he was doing Atkins or whatever. He, like, he got like <laughs> right. He lost a lot of weight, so from he was living his best the season, went on the middle ages yeah. no carb diet. <laughs> yeah, <That's> right. But, <laughs> um, but 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 also, what was so cool is that. Here's a guy who was part of Ragnar and then Knut's yep. like serious, you know, Viking nationalist crew. And he was never that committed, but he's like, he's totally bought into the new world now. He's hanging with the yeah. Saxons, selling them stuff, selling the relics, like, you know. And what, what I think is interesting too is like, there's a, there's a, the interplay between and it, and it culminates right when he does his huge selfless gesture, but like the, the interplay between like Uhtred and him is really it's almost become like it used to be kind of like they it's come this kind of quaint shtick they do like it's like you know like well, cute right. they're older like, they're, guys they're, now they are but they there's a kind of a begrudging respect but but you know but they like to like. They like to give each other shit, all right? They, they like to like yank each other's chains. I, kinda, I, I, I love it. Like I see it. Used him. No, go ahead. I would say I see it. It's because they're you know two of the few who have survived this long, yeah. and so that begud- be- right, begrudging right. respect is like, well, we both stuck around this long. Maybe we yep. should work together. I love that picture that you just created, Mark. Where I'm. In, what was that movie where they put like Pacino and De Niro, like all the old guys, go to Miami? Right. And, like that, that's right. Uh, my, it's uh, uh, heat. Udrid. And it, yeah. Udrid yeah. and Heston. Um, Miami. Wait, wait, I just, coffee in a Starbucks. They, they could have used him as a plot device. <laughs> just brought him back as a plot device for that, you know, coup at the end of the last, you know, Hail Mary to get into Bevenberg. But I feel like they did such a good job of also doing his character justice. He is a plot device. They need him to get in. But then they do his character justice, which is, I give the writers a lot of credit. He's a character that's been there the whole time, but he's not a main character. And we kind of were done with him. Well, yet, I think it's, you know, I, he has a place in our heart. I, I think it's really cool. It's like, well, that's it. He's a fan favorite. So they're like, let's, right. let's wrap up Heston. Let's give him a little, I, I was a little bit like, I didn't know Heston was ever capable of doing the right thing. So for me, him doing it at the last minute was a little bit odd. I, I do. Like, what was his motivation for doing that? 
I mean, I guess in the end, he'd been Hild kind of challenged him. I guess he didn't want Hild to die. Hild would have died. My guess is anyone spends enough time around Hild, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, the their heart of gold is gonna start to uh, shine. And he probably just. He's not on the list today, but I love that they brought him back. So can I just say that? It's my one complaint, and I need to, like, you know, I not complaint. I'll bring that. Air your grievances. But, but like, air my grievances. But, like, we can get to that. I I want to have a separate, like, talk about Hill, who's one of my favorite characters. We didn't come in until late in the season. But, like, man, she is one of my, like, all-time favorites. Like, anyway. So. Agreed. But to get back to Heston, he also, do you remember, he was trying to save, and I'm sorry with the names, he was trying to save the princess and she ran away from him. Remember like the scene before she was, right, he was confronted right. by the Scottish king. He was actually like, he saw what was happening. He's like, I, I, I think it was like something, what I found believable about it is <clears throat> he was in, you know, uh, Bebenburg. He's trying to figure out how to get out of there. Like he pulled into this scheme that's not really working all that great. And, uh, that and last scheme was a huge disaster. Oh my God. It was like, you know, Utrecht and Bebenberg, like, it's just never that good. He's never clearly thinking about Bebenberg. That's the whole other thing. Like, that whole thing was like a wing and a prayer. But, um, but like, he, he's there and he sees her, and it's kind of a moment of opportunity. And then he gets, and then, right, I think, like, right after that is when he's confronted by the king. He's captured. And I think yeah. he just, yeah. And then I think he just, who says, your, your, your story's bullshit. And, I don't know. I, I found it believable. I did. I don't know why. I just, I, I think, I, I, I think it just showed he was a man of honor at the end, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Did he make, I wanted to believe it. I wanted to buy it. Was there like a Hild, I don't think there was like a Hild eye contact scene, which I felt like they, they, I don't remember that, but I don't think it was there. I felt like she was made, right next. No, yeah, but she, she was, was hiding. hiding. She was she hiding. Was hiding but it would have been believable to me if he saw her and did it to save her. Or something like that. Like, hey, she's really but, a good person. I've like been take it a step further. But 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 Josh, she did. I mean, he did. He knew they were all. You know, she knew she was. You know, I, I, I think he, I, I think like, he knew that that he was saving her. And and I think that I is a real know. cool thing because all these macho guys yeah. can hate each other, but they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're not going to do something to get Hilt hurt. Don't mess with Hilt. I, I also think there's a little bit of him. You know. Again, it kind of speaks to his like, you know, street survivor kind of persona where he's like, he thought he could like kind of talk his way out of it a little bit because there's a little bit where he like kind of like, you know, thinks he did. And then the guy thrusts his sword through it. <laughs> like, what, what I like about it though is they used it as so up until that point, the Scottish king had been this sort of like charming, chivalrous kind of guy. Oh, that's a great point. And they used that's it to point. like set up. I think the movie, which we'll get to afterwards, which is like, actually, this guy can be pretty freaking ruthless when he wants to be. Like, he's just right. Hey, man, you want to be a king in this in this time? Yeah, I I really enjoyed the Scottish king a lot. I thought he was. I thought he was great because he he wasn't dumb the way some of the other folks were. Um, Which is a great setup for there being a follow-up film. But if there wasn't going to be a follow-up film, I would have been a little bit annoyed. Like, wait, so you're giving me this fantastic character with like four episodes left? What is this BS? You know? All right. So let's let's talk about that final battle. There's two components to it. There is the, the three musketeers who I have to tell you, the, the biggest stress I have in this show is that, that one of them is going to die. Or Citric will die. Osforth, yes. I was sad. Well, 
but is I it, didn't care. No, is, no, it, we need we need to talk about this. Out. Yeah. When Osford, no, because when Osford dies, you're right. We don't care that I much. I didn't about even Osford, remember that he was Edward's but bastard. Finnin's, I was like, Finnin's yeah. reaction. What Finnin goes through when Osford dies, you think I lost it with Sit Trigger? I thought they were going to remove me from the plane when Osford died. Like I was (laughs) falling apart, just going through what Finnin was going through with him. They made he became so brave. His evolution was huge, and he was the fourth musketeer. Yeah, Yeah, and I but I forgot why he was there. I totally forgot he was there. I think it was more about Finnin's reaction. But I thought it was a bit like yeah, that, yeah. you were really gonna take one of the musketeers out. They took the one that you could accept the most. It was like exactly. an easy way. The one who had out, outlived his ability. Um, but right. I, I mean it was good because you they gave Finn in some really meaty stuff this season. I thought that they were which actually is something I love about this show is I thought they were like it was inevitable they were gonna kill Finn and just to like gut punch us on Me the too. way out. Me but too. No, instead right. we got to see the three musketeers like do the impossible again, and which mm-hmm. does make me think, ugh, they're gonna have to kill one of them in the next movie. I sure no, hope. yeah, no. but they can get rid of Citric and it'll be to. fine. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't say that. Just attached to Finnan at this point. Yeah, we are more attached to Finnan. Finnan is like the one where he's the he's like the one that's willing to stand up to Uhtred, but also loyal that he will still follow him into death. Like Finnan's such a great character. And, and Finnan, and remember where he meets Finnan. Oh, he meets Finnan yes. on, the, oh. on the on the slave boat on the slave ship when so, they're slaves is, to together. Me, one of the most like terrifying together. parts of of, so, of all of the of the of the show is like i just like imagining yeah. being stuck in that and so, it's horrifying yeah sorry i gotta jump in on this because it, it got, that goes back to like so by far to me arguably the most moving episode and shy knows this because like i you talk about like when you get like when i get teary is when it's first of all when when um when um ragnar and and hild basically like never give up looking for him and they come and like get him just <laughs> as a one-eyed bastard is trying to is going to kill him, and then and then Finnan has that great scene where he he barely. Yeah. I mean, they do that so well. It's so well done because they're they're so weak from what years or something on the you know on the slave ship, and he he barely can hold his sword, and he just walks over to the slave master and he goes pull and just like yeah. <laughs> and it's like, seared uh, in my brain that scene. But then, and then the scene. next thing that like that I find so moving and because it, 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 it's you know Uchi's broken. I mean, he's sorry. We're off the. I know I'm off the. I'm off the season. But like, we're just uh-huh. broken after that. And that scene with Hill when she finds him in the field, and like gently like takes his shirt off and like cleans his. She sees his back and like, oh man, I, I like that. That is like, and that's so well acted too. It just that's an amazing. And so uh, yeah, the really? slave ship, or the slave experience is like I think one of the most moving parts of that. And that's where Finn comes from. So you're absolutely right. They're, they're those guys are brothers because of that, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. he says that. Yeah. Yep. All right, and and then the (laughs) so so that final battle where they're I mean I thought it was really interesting where the Saxons Edward's army is literally being pushed person by person off of a cliff. Can we talk about this? People are in Edward's army because like here's what I woke up I'm like okay what do I think about this season. What, what was I going to complain about if I complained about this season? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right if you didn't complain. He's like, he's like got like 85 guys with him. 
But man, the scene where they're being pushed off the cliff, there must have been 300. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was like improbable that they never got to him, right? It just was so slow. He's always, he's always one more guy in front. Always. I was like, come on. And I'm also like, could they really, it was very dramatic. It was very dramatic. Also, could they have really like again? They went in, and then his daughter was like, you know, hanging out in the in the woods with that, like, you know, I don't know. I found that logistics of that scene were improbable. So what when we talk about improbable things, I thought it. I thought I actually, if I put all that aside, I thought it was so uh, exhilarating and incredibly well done and terrifying watching them drop one by one. What I need some help understanding is at this point with how angry Sior is and how much she wants to see, you know, Edward and every, she wants to see everyone dead. What, what actually convinces her to well, come her, in? Her fight? father's going to die too. Yes. The They're queen. all going to die too. Wait, but does, yeah. it, does, does she care? go out and convince her? Who convinces her? No, it's, go? it's Lady um, Ellsworth. Oh, Lady Ellsworth, Ellsworth, and, and Edith. She's very convincing. Like she yeah. had, she was like the most hated character earlier uh, in the show. And then talk about an arc. Talk, talk about, about a character arc. arc. Yeah, wow. that's true. And her and together too. How much and her just being the like annoying mother-in-law in the yeah. last season, you know, or the annoying yeah. mother. Well, like it's very cute i love they weren't afraid to do a little bit of comedy with her because like when she stabs the guy in the neck and she's bragging oh yeah that's right he's bragging that's actually well done you're right that is funny and she said with with my bare hands and is it someone or edith i'm correct she's like well you were wearing gloves you were wearing gloves (laughs) (laughs) i love that she's a good actress i think because she took you from like really hating her to the comedic aspects and then her actually being like a strategist and kind of knowing what's best for her you couldn't pull it you could not pull off her character arc i think you could get away with her being the heinous bitch that she was in the first few seasons yeah but you could not pull off the amount you want to evolve that character without like taking a huge bet on someone that had to be a great actress because Right, you have, like, you have to be like, I, I need yeah. this to be like, someone that she, people can root do, for. Because she threads right. that needle end. very carefully over the course of very the last, especially yeah. from last season to this season, when yep. when she's held hostage, you know, she's like almost, that. And she's almost killed. Yeah. That's a very That's good point. Pretty. I really thought and, about that. And, she, and she, some she shows, really I'll, a, yeah. I'll say in some shows, I feel like the shows evolve a ton. And then they get to end the show. So they're like, all right, we're just going to tie everything back to the pilot, almost as if nothing happened, right? Because, you know, whereas this mm-hmm. show, I feel like all of the ties back to the beginning were so rich and so earned. It was great. Uh, guys, I want to go and rewatch the whole series right I now. Actually, yeah. I told you to rewatch ba- those gonna, first seasons. I'm going to get a babysitter. It's raining today. We'll get a babysitter <laughs> and I'm just going to lock myself in my room and rewatch but, it. But okay. well, I'm curious what you guys think of the, the fact that the at last battle was so chaotic and such a shit show. It's a real telling of the fact that nobody's battled in 12 years. <laughs> and they're all yeah. out of practice. That's how I felt. That like, if yeah, there was, was no shield wall or any of that. Yeah. Right, it was like shield a wall. huge mess. Oh yeah, there was, was so much shield wall in those first three seasons. So yeah, much shield wall. My big shield was it really sucks to live in the Middle Ages. They're like, hey, you, <laughs> your job for the king that I don't really give a shit about is going to be to hold a battering ram and have burning oil poured on you. While someone tries I mean, to that's what they did. Like, somebody did. Yeah. Somebody had to do it. 
Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay. Let's Becky did a masterful job putting together an epic run of Byron Matt here. So Beck, would you like to lead us through some Byron last kingdom? Byron Matt. We're all familiar with uh, the rules of Byron Matt. Okay. So Byron Matt first category, biggest fuck up. (laughs) Citrigger <laughs> letting Brita's army in into Ethelwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethelhelm accidentally getting his own daughter killed. Or Lady Else with an Edith when they're trying to save Ethelwyn. Am I even pronouncing her name right? Ethelwyn? Ethelwyn? Ethelwyn. When, when the there. three of them have been kidnapped and then they're trying to kill the kidnappers to save her and then they just get her like doubly worse kidnapped because then now they're separated from her. Wow, those are good. Those are all contenders. I'm going to say Sig Trigger. That's the biggest? Agreed. Totally. totally. Yeah. That's, that's the that has the yeah. most consequences. That's, that, really. that's the one where you like you got to see that coming. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's a brilliant strategist. And like, come on. <laughs> but like, but kind of like a, he's a soft touch is what he is. He's a soft touch. I mean, that's exactly right. what he is. And it's his brother. I mean, it's his it is his brother. brother. It's his brother. And you he, think he, about Ragnar it, and Uhtred. Yep. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's a big spot. You show up, Lily, that. with a crazed pagan army at my house. <laughs> you will let me in. I'll let you no, in, not the rest of in. them. Um. Yeah, so we're we're all buying that. We're all buying that yeah. as the biggest f up yeah. of the season. I mean, okay. again, um, it's hard to say it was an f up, but it was done with the right intentions. He's like, again, it's not like he was like evil. Girl. Like you know, it just it it you know it. His brother knew that. His brother knew he was a soft touch, and he could always a be like, "Oh, they're cool, man. Come on." A close second is getting his Ethelhelm getting his own daughter, the queen, murdered. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. That was a good runaround. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't really. But that was kind of like a again. That was kind of a that was kind of a, a series of unfortunate events, right? I mean, he didn't. That know, also yeah. was very Shakespearean in the fact that it was very like a, Shakespearean. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. yeah, that's a great yeah. point. That, Mistaken that's identity. Guy. That's very Shakespearean. That's a really good and, and the Lady Ellsworth thing, while terrible, is all just kind of funny. Like, it's yeah. pretty funny. It was, yeah. that whole thing was a comedy yeah. of errors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Comedy of errors. Exactly. funny, right? Okay. <laughs> right. So, Byron met new characters this season. The king's new wife, I don't remember her name, so I'm going to try and pronounce it phonetically as written on this. Yves Gifu. Yves Gifu. What's her name? The king's new wife. But by the way, historically, was Edward's third wife i mean i believe that so his new wife bracket it says jennifer (laughs) 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 following josh's model king of scotland constantine and uh citrigger's brother what's his name wrong valder I mean, wrong holder. Is it a question of who's the best or who do we like the most? We're buying, renting, Mav. Those three. Who's like the one you're keeping? Who's the one you're going to hang out with for a night? And then you don't want to. I like is it Constantine? Who's the Scottish King Constantine? I I liked him, and I I know he was rough on Hastings, you know, but but like he didn't have any bond there. He was just killing a spy. Yeah, Yeah. he's totally the buy, and he's also the buy because he's probably the 
main plot point of the next movie or one of. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But, but I thought he was very touching with the young, you know, princess. He's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be some, you know, yeah. I, don't, I know this is a marriage of convenience. Don't worry. That was a, that was like, a great gonna, scene. I, I, me too. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I agreed. I, I wonder really we're going to have done. to meet his, uh, his mistress well, I like, in the next I just season. like how they, I like in how the, they, in the movie. even if it's yeah. they're a villain on the show, they generally make the characters not one-dimensional. Like you yeah. learn more about them and it makes you love them or hate them, but... They think, give you so much to work with. I think the whole show is kind of like that. In the way, like if you look at the last season, you guys asked whether I can't remember what his, the big bad guy was big enough to be the big bad guy. But in the season, That's you had house. many, many bad guys to have these little arcs. Right. Right? Like you had uh, Ron, brother. You had Brita. Like there were all these other little mm-hmm. bad guys yeah. to make it more I- interesting. Yeah, that's true. No, it's true. You're right. There was a lot of Knut, yeah. And, can't can't forget Knut, who I think Knut. like to me was like a good middle of a show bad guy. Like he was yeah, never going right. to be the most evil bad his, guy, but he caused his, a lot of problems. Right, but his bet- right his betrayal ends up influencing dramatically, oh. even though he wasn't so bad. Him, what he did was epic so awesome um, um okay so we're, we're buying constantine um i'm gonna rent yeah. wrong or whatever his name is and i'm know. and i'm gonna met <laughs> her name she's yeah, great I'm i think gonna... she's great in her yeah. role but, yeah. but take her, or leave like her. whatever yeah. um i like i like her best kills yeah, best kills which is lady ellsworth killing the henchman with her bare gloved hands um <laughs> Utrid throwing Whitgra, Whitgra. you know, his, the, the cousin that steals Bebenber from him. Whitgar. He throws Whit- him, Whitgar, when he throws Whitgar. him over the railing and impales him. Like, you think there's going to be a fight? And he's just like, you know, they're that fighting. Guy pushes him over. That guy sucked. And then what about when King Edward gets all of the eldermen murdered? That to me was the most baller move in the whole show. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the reason why was A, I saw it coming. Like Allie was like, whoa, whoa, what just happened here? And I was like, oh no, no, no. I think that's because Edward you understand did. the chessboard of the show better than other people because I'm like, what's happening? Who are these people? Well, 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 also, who like what what you know, she this was his moment where he was like his dad, where he he was like a in a lot of ways, he was a better version of his dad. And this was one of those moments where mm-hmm. he did what Edward would have done. And and Uhtred um, respects Alfred him for did. that. Like Uhtred oh, was right. like, eh, this is when everyone's freaking out. Uhtred's like, he's seen a lot. He's like, no, nah, this is pretty much how kings handle things together. And, you know, like. Yeah. Um, I agree. But my favorite kill is Lady Ellsworth because it's like the really pushes her into her new, the, her new version of herself, you know? Yeah. Pushes her over the edge. She's taken control. I, I in in support of um, of uh, sorry I'm looking for uh, Uhtred with Whitgra the the little what was it his cousin or what was it yeah the one, his cousin I mean that's there's cousin. a lot there like cause that's that's revenge for Bioka's death too yeah remember? so it's so satisfying it's revenge for Bioka yeah. it's true I, I wish there had been more like maybe this is just like my you know macho kind of like the Uhtred of you know, your kind of yearning but like there wasn't like a moment where Uchid kind of proved again what a warrior badass he was in that show I mean like he wasn't like you know I mean you know he, he, he was he was pivotal like in his leadership but he wasn't like 
He wasn't the same Uchid who jumped over the shield wall after no. what's his name brought his wife. No, no, no. And he just like freaking led that. And then Bioka throws in the javelin and he like, you know, the spear. But like, <laughs> well, like, he's you know, older now. He's, he's a little, he's a little more weathered. He's supposed to be about 55 years old. And that Uchid, if I can tell you from experience, I would be like, ah, my leg, <laughs> my knee. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. And, I, and in those times, 55 is like 106. That's exactly right. People didn't, people didn't live past 20. No, yeah, that's like ancient, really, for that, for that era. That's absolutely. But I, I, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. No, I'm just trying to think of if there were any better guests. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going back to um, King Edward. Yeah, I, I thought it was a power move. He, he was an interesting character. I thought another interesting scene, just when you're talking about him and killing the, the elderman, was, you know, the whole, I think it was the end of episode, I, I can't remember, it was either the penultimate episode or, I think it was, but when he's like, before they go to Bevenberg, when there's this kind of showdown, because he's like, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go fight the, you know, I'm not going to go, you know, oh, that's a it's great more scene. in my interest. It's more calculating where he's like, I'm just gonna, not going to march off and take Bevenberg because you want to get your, your you know birthright back oh, it's like God. it's not right. in my interest and i actually thought he had a point like everybody oh, he like, did he totally yeah. had a point like i was like you know what that's i'm like, I'm like you know what he makes a lot of sense <laughs> it's, it's like, like everybody else is like but it's what's so interesting about his character i guess is that uh he comes off as so smart but i think his killing of the elderman also triggered this like egotistical side of him. Yeah. Because I agree. He's like super, super smart, but at the same time, he's about to make the dumbest decision or, you know, make the wrong decision. Right. I think right. It's, like, his well, I, but you know what? Okay. So let's take this into the world of like world leaders. There are world leaders and, you know, and you see this where they make a proclamation, they say there's a strategy and they're sticking to the strategy, but as things start to evolve, the advisors are giving them pressure. They're looking at the scene and then like, and suddenly like, they're like, mm, no, wait, uh, you know, cause it, it's easy for us to see how clear it is. But if you imagine what that guy is, he doesn't, he can't see what's going on in these other places. He doesn't have drones <laughs> flying around. And even then today, like leaders who have those things can't always make the right decision. So I, I feel like it was very, it was very realistic to see this leader bouncing around in his plans. I, I honestly thought it was, I, I mean, I, again, that episode, it, it was interesting because everybody, including his mother, like sided with Uhtred. But yeah, I was a little I bit like, and, and, I, and, and I was like, you know, like he was like, what was it Ethelhelm? He's like, I'm not going to let Ethelhelm pull me into a battle. I don't need to fight. But in the you end, know, he ends was, up in that battle. He, he does, yeah. but he, I feel like he got cajoled into doing it. He had no choice. Right, right. He sort of the situation just unfolded. I get you. Like nobody right. kind of, but nobody kind of took his side. Like I, I don't know. I, I thought it wasn't Wait, as clear cut. So hold on, it wasn't this that, huge moral pivot. Well, you know, where, where about, do where do we come down on the buys here? I'm just being clear. I buy Edward killing the alderman. I'm gonna go yeah. rent with Lady Ellsworth, and I, I like Uhtred throwing Whitgar over, but. I, it, Whitgar was enough developed as a bad guy for me to really yeah. care about him being thrown up. So that's great. I'm I'm gonna buy that's Lady right. Ellsworth, rent, killing the alderman, and uh, Mayor Whitgar. Agreed. I'm with really Shari. All right. Shari. All right. Back. All right. Well, makes makes perfect Male, sense. Lily and I are, are where the lines are drawn. Um, no, but I think you're. I think you're so right about Whitgar. He wasn't like. I, 
he was kind of a shit. He was inevitable. He's a shit kind of, he was, but he was also and like, as soon you know, as they yeah. were in the same room, as soon as they were in the same room, Uchard was going to win because yeah. I was tiny. He, he was a little so. bit like, he was a little bit, he reminded me of, and I'm so sorry, I can't think of the, uh, of the little craphead who, you know, Uchard's uh, Danish father took his eye out. What was his name? You know, like, that guy too was just kind of like Loki evil. Oh, the weasel like, guy a, from a, the first. Yeah, just a weasel. Like that's exactly. But he was a weasel. That's exactly right. Whitgar was just kind of an evil. Oh yeah, weasel. I forgot about that guy. Weasel. Yeah, he was the guy who was going to kill. He was going to kill Uther when slavery, and then like you know the cavalry showed up and, and you know mm-hmm. with Ragnar and. Uh, and I would have been happy it. with so many more flashbacks. Like I normally don't care about flashbacks in a show, but with this mm. show. I would have been like, show me more hills, show me more everybody. I just want to see like a I thought Hild was I was so glad like halfway through I'm like if Hild doesn't show up, like I'm gonna like get really angry. I, well, we'll, we'll get to the movie, but I think okay, she's been sorry. set up to play. Should we a major should role. we do our predictions I, I, I for well, no, no, Beck, no, wait, wait, you have one more. Do you want to do the last category? Yeah, we got to do the last one. Okay, right? last, category. The last category. Or last category. <laughs> Saddest death, sit trigger, sit trigger, Ethelflaed, or Osferth. Okay, and I'm going to go first. Saddest death, I'm the one that affected you the I'm most. Say, I thought that, and I keep thinking about it, I've thought about it many times since. Ethel fled and Ethel fled's death was one of the most like I'm sorry like, I'm getting teary eyed thinking about it. That scene to me was so beautifully done and was so well done uh, for the characters for the show cinematically like just watching it her dying alone with him outdoors no one knows she's dead and him holding her and he, their love or their relationship far trans. Uh, bedroom or the typical kind of like I feel like sure romances we've seen before and that the way they culminated that and you know the fact that she dies of breast cancer is just I, I mean I don't even know if that's historically I mean I guess somewhat maybe it's somewhat accurate but maybe they probably have that yeah, I looked it up dies. she died of cancer of some sort she died of cancer right and so the way that they they just treated the whole thing and then that ending scene, I was like, I was devastated. <laughs> and I thought they did it beautifully. So I like, I'm buying that one for sure. I have to tell you, that is my man. I just didn't care. Oh, So what I'll say about that is they, they kind of, you know, there was no, like, she kind of was delivered into this season, like dying. Like, you know, and I, I get yeah. that I had to move it along, but it was yeah. like, I felt like right away I was like, I was already kind of distancing myself from well, her from the first episode but because I, I, I was also always creeped out about this relationship. He's essentially her uncle. Oh, is no, he? he's not. The show begins before she's born, before she's born. And she's like flirting with him when she's a teenager. I, I've all, I mean, it's beautiful that they found love, but he's got to, you know, like, the 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 I just and 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 I feel like yes he loved her but like he also had a bunch of other loves and so I'm sad for him but I well I, his and I, his and I think well, this is the one that died, he never were, got to like actually have right 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 because she because she gave it up essentially his second okay. wife third one Gizelek that that's the yeah. real big that the one yeah. that he had all the kids with the that's Danish his wife real big life that's yeah. a real big love is yeah. like now there's yeah. the order of what. 
I think like character wise are the biggest losses by Ethel fled rent Sid trigger man. I was first, but if we go in the order of how much I cried, then I would have to do buying Osforth, (laughs) renting Sid Trigger, and Meg at the flat. That's just like technically the order of how much I cried. But also, like the more people died, the more I cried. Like each death was compounded for me. So I was losing my mind at the end. Like Osforth just didn't move me. Like I look back on like the epic sad deaths, like, you know, Bioka, Ragnar, when Ragnar kind of died a shitty death. You know, I felt bad about that. Like I, I just... I, I, I liked him. I didn't like, you know, but I, I, for some reason, I never was super attached to his character. Sorry. I'm totally with you, Mark. That one was like, yeah, yeah I had to kill someone in the crew. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> they took, it was like, it was like the least, it was like the, the least painful choice, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, he was the one that was always probably going to get it because he wasn't really a player. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about what they did to, are they going to talk about what they did to Uhtred's son? Eesh. Oh, oh no, I can't. We didn't talk about yeah. that with Rita. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. That is messed up. That is dark. Shout out, that is dark. We did not shout out to um, Ethel Stan, who I thought was a great character. Who's that? Season. Who's Ethel Stan? The, um, the real heir to the throne that Uhtred has oh, to raise. Yeah. Edward's yeah, first totally. kid that Uhtred is raising and is training him to be a fighter. Oh, he's a great character. Good point, I think he's going to be bigger in the movie. Yeah. Him and the bastard son. Yeah, it'll be like but he's him. not the bastard. But he's no, not no, the, the one that came in at the end. The one that was like coming in at the end. Oh right, 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 right. I don't know if you're right. gonna fight. Actually, maybe not because what bastard now, son that comes in at the end? What you bastard know, son? I, that comes I think Ethelweird's gonna have to give up. Edward I mean, doesn't have a bastard. No, not Edward. Um Uhtred. It's Uhtred's kid Uhtred. comes in at the that's end. That's not his but... bastard, though. That's his That's his youngest kid with Giz- that Gizela dies giving birth to. Oh, really? Died yeah, that's his youngest that was hidden away that Hill Got took it. away okay. and hid away Why from her. Perfect, perfect away, time to talk about predictions away. of the movie. It's, I, looked, I looked it up. It's never explained. Per- perfect time for <laughs> It's just a thing the they did. They basically My- said we had too many characters and we just kind of hid them away and we'll deal with it later. <laughs> <laughs> so predictions for the movie is that this is they're going to bring Hild back big time for the movie and she's raised this sure, young son and they're going to have some sort of thing i also think it's entirely possible that if utrid has one last love on this earth yep. that it's Hild. i don't know if that'll work you with her no, it would be the no, but you know what? You know what I think they're trying to set friend. up which annoys me because i do not buy it is utrid and edith like I don't buy it. Don't yeah, bring that in for the oh. movie. Edith is no, thank ex- you. Edith is expendable. She is. Yeah, I, agree with like her. I agree with Becky that they're, they're trying they to set her. that up. No. But I don't Josh, what did you, Josh? What was your point about uh, about uh, you just made it about uh, Hill? You were saying about that whole. Oh, movie. I was just saying they're they're the same age, but I can't. I don't see the love interest. I can understand why you would do that, but I uh, think you see it more so like a brother sister. They're, they're you like know, a brother sister best friend. She brought yeah. him back from the brink when he after the slavery thing, and I he think did. that they're forever bonded. That they're they're not romantically connected. I guess he's always I flirting see with it. her. Yeah, I could see it. Oh, yeah, the line is you're, you're too good for God alone or something like that. Edith is, uh, Edith is more likely than Hild, I think. But I just, that to me is like, well, we're yeah. old, and I guess, I like you it. know. 
But I feel like well. Edith is like, she's like typical kind of, I don't know, she's just like Uhtred woman number. Like, oh, yeah, I but, but like I feel like they Hilda joke about that. Certain, like, like when, when she walks into Uhtred's room at one point, I feel like Edith is by accident. early in the season. She's always like walking into Uhtred with some other person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The yeah. tall girl. Like, if, if they end up together, I don't mind because I feel like it's earned. Like, it, and not that their relationship is earned, but or not that she's you know, made it through enough and done enough like they, cool things. Like they're like, just yeah, alive? Are those the criteria? They yeah, just don't survive and long and enough? Alive and no, and then she's done some pretty risky, brave things. I feel like she's... She was a good... I like her. Spot. She's a great character. Yeah, I and think, last season, I, I thought my, she was my, great. My... My prediction for the movie, I don't know, I don't know where love interest is going to go. I, I don't think it'll go with Hill, but I think there's going to be a Hill death. And I think it's going to be like, you know, it's no. going to be a dramatic. Oh, I think it's going to be no, a dramatic. I think no. Hill, I, I say this because I, I mean, she's a, she's a fan favorite. And I think that I mean, maybe not, but I just could, I could see that where there's a, there's a scene with her. And Uchard, isn't and, there a part yeah. of you guys, isn't there a part of you guys that hope like this ended so beautifully and so well that I'm afraid that they're going to fuck it all up in this extra thing. I don't know that I need more, but I, I like the Constantine character. I don't really know that I want to see the whole lost son thing, but I like the Constantine character. I think that'll be yeah. Okay. Well, this one, so I think it's we, called yeah. The Last Kingdom and the Seven Realms, or it's it's got like some name where it implies it's about something. I don't, you the, know. I, the other countries or the... Well, the underlying parts of the whole show are always the politics of like the unification of England and all that. And so I think that's like the last resolution because that never really gets resolved in the end. It doesn't, right, but it doesn't get, I don't think it's King Edward. So I'm sure that would get another king. Which raises a question. Does this, because my brother, who's a big fan of it, like commented to me, he's like, because he's read all the books too. And he kind of said like, you know, if I have one complaint, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's a, it's, he said, I've had one complaint with the season. It kind of veered off the history, whereas the books kind of stayed true to it. And I'm like, is this whole deal with between like, you know, that he cooked up with the Scottish king, is that historically based or is that just I, something I, he did I think, as a plot twist? I think Northumbria does for a period have like a special status. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. I mean, look, that was a the great- end... In the end, a hundred or so or two hundred years later, the Braveheart story is going to happen, and the English are no longer the good guys. Yeah, but that was such a good scene at the end, kind of like you know the the scene where you know um, King Edward's with Uhtred, and they're all kind of celebrating, and he just like lets him know, and like King Edward's just seething. <laughs> it's like Uhtred is being, you know, it was like, um, oh man, that's that's not going to, you know, that that issue's going to fester. <laughs> before before we wrap up this episode, I do want to bring up one final thing, which is that for me, what really makes this series incredible and why I buy into the ending so much is because they deliver on their promise that destiny is all. And when that sky opens up and it rains, it is not cheesy. It is not predictable. It is proof that destiny is all and we'll get better. Watching with mom mom is a special treat because it's burning down and mom just goes, the only thing that could stop that now is rain. Becky, Becky, I want to I want to pick up on this because uh, so I just put in the chat I I have my that I I woke up this morning. Go ahead, go ahead. The the ultimate biggest contribution of this show 
is going to be that I am going to take destiny is all into my life. So like when I forget to take out the garbage, like destiny is all. This is going to be my new marketing For those of you that know that I, I created a campaign many years ago in my house called No Credit for Josh. This is going to be the it deal. Still goes. It's still goes. I'm still going. No credit for Josh. That's amazing. <laughs> that is hey, amazing. What are you going right. to do? Destiny is all. Like yeah. the, the, the policeman pulls you over for speeding. Like, sorry, destiny is destiny all. Destiny is all. <laughs> all right. Let us. I want to talk about this forever with you all and hang out for you all. Let's wrap up with just getting some recommendations from everyone. Mark, I presume this is not the only show you're watching in in uh you know, or do you, are you only allowed to watch like RT TV and TF uh, where you are? <laughs> well done, Sean. What is it? R A R T V or T F one? TF one or TF two? I'll go last because I need to I'm caught off guard. I forgot that part of the show. All right, Josh, what do you have it? Josh, what so are you watching? I have two. I have two things that I'm watching, and then a question. So I, I am watching. Um, I just finished Moon Knight last night. I thought that was really good. Oh, I have to go back and listen to your episode now because you had spoilers in it. Well, so I just turn it off. I'll just say about the final finale of Moon Knight. If I, I feel like like all like it was a very cool beginning, but like give him a movie. Oscar Isaac's his biggest star, or as Chris Pratt, or he could be. Make a whole. There's just like French Sorry. just flying in over <laughs> the speakers there. I thought the end really set up either a new show or a movie, but Oscar Isaac's a big enough star. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was awesome in that. So I really love that. Severance has like officially penetrated my brain. I literally had a dream about Severance last really? night. It's so yeah. freaky really? and good, yeah. disturbing. So good. And my question is. What are the rules of I told you show? Because in the in the uh, Josh's complaints chat, Becky did agree to an I told you show, uh, not an I told you show. I'm sorry, a trade. A trade. So I, I am slowly working my way through Parks and Rec. Sorry, Becky, working my way through Parks and Rec. But it's going to be like at least six months before we get to the end of it. So you have six months until you're ready to start watching Vikings, Becky. All Just right. Kidding. Oh, I can't believe I you made that trade, Becky. I th- I don't think I said I'd watch the whole series. No, I think no, I was like, I'll watch, I'll watch like watch a season. First three seasons. Oh, I think it's great. easier now that just you've cleared the thirty hours of, the last of my life. Just go on a just go on a plane ride. Hey, it's, I got to tell you, guys. I am a huge fan of the playback speed change. I would not have been. I love Severance, but I wouldn't have gotten through the first half you of the season if I had it not in watched fast it. Forward. I watched it in 1.5. I, I was like, I was like, I go shy. Should I come on? Be uh, real. Should up, I watch Severance? And he goes like, <laughs> Mark's French Netflix. I keep trying to open up my Netflix just so I can see what the just series are. Just mute your computer. I'm gonna, Turn the volume. I'll, I'll mute you. I'll mute you while you talk to French Netflix. Okay. Sorry. 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 Use your phone. Look at Netflix on your phone. <laughs> You're asking oh, a lot of Mark right now. Thank you. God. It's like la cage folle. Oh, les boys. Um, but, but I go to Shai. Should I watch Severance? And he's like, it's so good as of episode seven. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be fair, so I loved it as of episode one. Seven Lil. episodes there's, in. Lily, so I think I think you'll like it from episode one the way I did. I liked it right Should off I the watch bat. Watch it in fast forward or normal? Speed? No, just watch it normal. No, Shai's just, just impatient. 
Adam Scott you know, really, really fast. <laughs> you know, with Shy, he either has ADD or just doesn't get enough sleep. But no, either way, I, it's hard. You're for right. Him. It's either one. My neurological <laughs> test was ambiguous. The creepiness of the show requires you to kind of not watch it in like double speed. You like, have you to watch double one point two five. No, no, no. you got to watch it normal and settle into it and be really creeped out by it. It's very yeah. good. Lily, you're going to love it. This well, is a show okay. for you. 1.25 um, is fair, though. That's fair. Okay, wow. Um, wow. I'm, liking, I'm liking these recommendations. Uh, anything else, Josh, now? Uh, we were watching Chuck with my children, and it is awesome. Oh, Chuck's so cool. oh, wonderful. Fun. There's a little um, bit too much, like, naked women sometimes for them yeah and then that, like the first episode there's like a whole montage of von strahovski just like going from underwear oh, yeah. to she's always outfit. putting on like knee high like whatever whatever <laughs> garner something uh but last night we watched the episode where uh there's like the bachelor party for captain awesome i was like yeah we're just gonna fast forward through like the whole stripper piece of it oh yeah that show's so good we okay, recently Mark- watched Okay, Mark. What, oh, no, Mark, Mark, Mark's are you, ready. Mark, but you have to I, say it in French. D'accord, d'accord. On y va. No, um, I have to go because I have to go to the bathroom. Sorry, it's a really coarse thing. <laughs> oh, I went. That was when I was like, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. I know, I know, I know. We're all you very didn't say, we're much more. Mark, much remember more, I emailed you uh, last night? I, I emailed you access to the file like in the middle of the night and you're like, go to sleep. And I'm like, no, no, I had been asleep. I just had to get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So it's going to be, this is going to be a little bit, so I, here's, here's what we, we watched as a family, and by family, I mean Grace, our 13-year-old, and there were many times I questioned, uh, but we were so far in, we just had to continue, and, and it's, maybe you guys have watched it, I know it's, it's called Made. Oh, Lily you know saw it? it, Lily watched oh, it. Oh, I saw it. That's heavy wow. for a 13-year-old. It, it was super heavy, but a really maybe? cool Really well done, but yeah. So it's it's about a young woman in a really abusive relationship who leaves with her kid, and then is trying yeah. to just like start. But it's got like this interesting. It was it was really we liked it a lot. I mean, it, you know, and it pulled us in. Um, I'm gonna. I'm also committed because so when Peaky Blinders hits, I'm gonna watch the last season because I've already oh. gone this far with that with that group of of roustabouts from Birmingham. Um, and then the other thing is. Um, who, by the way, Tom Hardy in that is amazing, man. And I, you've never seen that, right? You've never is watched. Is he that. in every season? I feel like I, I, it's so weird he, that he's, seen, he is, and he plays a really badass Jewish season. mobster. What's that? Oh, he he is. He comes in late. He comes in late. But he's, he's just like it, it's one of the best acting. It's one of the best roles I've ever seen in anything. I mean, he just like he almost. It's almost one of those like show stealing characters where he's just like you know anyway um and then the last one i'll say is um uh is you know and shy knows this i i watched the final season of brooklyn 99 and which i haven't it, finished yet oh i haven't seen it, it the first two or three shows were like to me and josh it looks like you watched them or sound, oh, sounds like you no no i watched brooklyn so, 99 i was an early adopter i just never finished it i never finished it because i was sort of like sad it was going to end so here's my take, Josh. I thought the first couple shows, like it was, it was they were teetering on a little bit of like you know um, preachy, and then like you know trying to deal with the whole police, yeah. like you know, and and then God love him, it was the Pontiac Bandit who showed up, and oh, like good. and and, yeah. and from that one, from that episode on to the end, it was like they just I found the mojo like, again. Yeah, they they took 
every quirk from every character and just packed it into like the last few episodes and it was just uh, yes. I love it. That, that it, is, it, it, it ended on such a yeah. That's what they did at the end of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec has an, yeah. the last season is like that. Um, like I was afraid, oh, sorry, I just finished. I was afraid it was going to go like a mash. Oh like thing yeah, like the like, final season the of mash, mash was pure drama. Oh, it was unwatchable. There's no more jokes. It just like lost, yeah, no, it just was so, and it was so self-important. But they didn't do that. They like, they they got that over and then they played to their strengths. So it, it's, it, it, it finishes, it's a great series. One of my favorite comedies of all time, I would say. I'll shut um, up. Definitely. I'll go to the bathroom. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Becky, what are you watching? So obviously the new season of Selling Sunset, but more so than the new season of Selling Sunset, the just released reunion episode hosted by Tan France is, let me tell you, emotions are, I mean, it's not say flying high, they're running deep. Some bombshells yeah. are dropped. It was so good. I was uh, feeling bad about making you watch Vikings, but now I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how many hours are you committing to selling Sunset? Um, it's. Yeah. I have to tell you, it uh, it's pretty enthralling. Pretty enthralling, but it's really hard to watch it unless you have someone to watch with to scream at the tv with or text with and pause on great outfits and bizarre outfits um so that and then i actually tried there's a new series on apple tv uh called roar created by liz flayhive who did glow and it's an anthology series and each episode stars you know an even more phenomenal uh female lead um and it's all these female driven stories but really strange and a little bit surreal and very artsy and dark and twisted and so I only had a chance to see the first episode which stars Issa Rae and I thought it was really unique and really different from the content that I, I've seen out there especially you know female uh, stories so it was super interesting and I'm, and I'm gonna keep watching it because I'm really curious to see what they're doing with these other stories and characters so that uh those are the new things i'm watching probably other stuff but that's what i can remember okay lily and then i'll close um so i made the mistake of watching some selling sunset a little bit behind becky and Allie, who um Allie feels the need to spoil things and you just you gotta i don't give spoilers but it can't be a spoiler their lives exist in real life after whatever there's no way these people's lives actually exist this way this is definitely fiction number one number two um (sighs) i would say that not if you ask jason don't even ask him that because he won't dignify a response sorry i'm just (laughs) saying if you saw that who's jason like shy if you know but, you know just don't like worry jason about it. bond from montreal from our synagogue no, no. but i love how shy wants nothing to do with this but ask so many questions one second give me one second i'll be right okay, okay. You can, just give me one second everyone and, um, interrupts a little russian doll season two i haven't that. been able to bring I myself to watch show. it because i love season one so much Weird. i was like i don't know that i, I could season watch one, another season, season two seems to it's it's a different story it's just a different weird thing that happens to her um but i love that world that she's created uh produced by amy poehler this first the first or the second episode is written directed starring natasha leone good for her jesus that's like an incredible achievement Mm -hmm. 
So um, watching that started the second part of the last season of Ozark. And the only other person I know that watches that is Howie, who texted me like, you done yet? You done yet? So that oh, we could Vlad talk about it together. It. Vlad watches it. What do you think of that, Becky? Or Lily? What? Sorry, oh, no, I'm sorry, jumping back in. What did you think about Ozark the last? I, I haven't seen the last four episodes, so don't give me any spoilers, but no, I have only seen the first three. Okay. Of the second half. So I have a few to go. I, I think partly I'm just kind of over the story. I, I, I don't know. I, well, the story needs to end. The story needs yes. to end now. Like it's it's time for it to end, and I'm looking forward to watching it end. But I I've enjoyed the series immensely, and oh, I think me if, too. Any, if you've liked if you like a Breaking Bad type show, then this is the show for you. Yeah. Because since that, yeah. I, I haven't found anything comparable uh, in yeah. that kind of type of show in that genre. Um, so yeah, that Ozark Russian Doll when. I don't watch that. I have as much TV as shy, so that's a lot for me. There you go. That's it. That's all I have. So for me, um, in terms of shows, I actually almost needed a break. Not for, for, from shows that I'm truly like. My God, are you okay? No, no, no. no. Hold on. I'm about to list. COVID, I'm worried about I, I'm, you. No, no. I'm about to list a lot of stuff. Don't worry. So. First of all, Allie and I have picked up the middle again. It's on HBO Max, the whole show. And uh, we're on like season six out of nine. And we've been watching with the kids. And and I really think that's an underrated, fantastic show about family and has amazing characters. I highly recommend it. And, in, and especially now that my kids are a little bit older, it's really fun to watch with them. Uh, because there's a lot of great stuff about siblings and growing up and and uh, how you view your parent. Anyways, it's it's a brilliant show. It's also hilarious. Um, the Flight Attendant is my new show show that I'm watching. I love this show so much. Um, uh, super, super just fun. It's like if you put What's Goldie it on? Hawn, HBO. Okay. It's like if you put Goldie Hawn, like from Foul Play, in a Hitchcock movie like that's the feel it's like kind of wacky but also has some fun mystery stuff and then i've gone on this adam sandler like later adam sandler journey that started when a few weeks ago when i watched the meyerowitz stories which truly one of the best movies i've seen in a while um but i watched the week of with adam sandler and chris rock which i thought was a both it had some extremely offensive sort of like insensitive jokes but the overall movie i thought was a beautiful story about uh a father giving his daughter away to be married and it was like a it was like if adam sandler made father of the bride and i thought it was just a super beautiful movie and and really well done and everyone in it like even though it's obviously got all the adam sandler comedy in it Everyone in it really brought it. Then I watched the do-over with Adam Sandler and and David Spade, which like I I could truly describe as like half a good movie because half the time I was laughing at the super gross or like classic Adam Sandler, David Spade jokes. And then the rest of the time I was like, what is happening here? And then I'm in the middle of Sandy Wexler, which is another recent one that he made, which is a film he made in tribute to his actual agent the character is based on his real life agent of this like down and out hollywood agent and it's him and jennifer hudson and um they have i'm I'm only halfway through the movie but as like two actors on screen they have tremendous chemistry like i never would have imagined a world where adam sandler and jennifer hudson would would be a great buddy team 
and no. it's just like not a pair I would put together, but it's no, not, I don't think anybody would. No, that's there. They, they play these very earnest but quirky characters, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I gotta finish it though. I don't know like where it's gonna end up. I mean, right, I will say, you find all of these, these all of these are on Netflix? Netflix, they're all part of his Netflix deal. I will say. Of the, the they they really do break an important convention of this show, which is most movies should be eighty five minutes. Um, all of these are about two hours. Of them, the week of was the one that I watched all the way through. The do over is very very long. It's not a one sitting movie. And then Sandy Wexler, I just been watching it before bed. Um, but but I think the week of is a special movie and uh, is really worth worth checking out and it the 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 jewish family in it is represented in a really interesting way the 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 wedding scene and there's some other jewish things in it that are like straight up authentic the pronunciations are right the traditions they do are correct which as opposed to like the someone jumps on the glass and then it has nothing to do with the rest of the religion so i i like that a lot um all right uh we'll go around the horn and ask becky where can people follow you at paper BK Princess on Twitter. And Lily, where can people follow you? C-T-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter. And Josh, do you want to be followed or do you want to remain mysterious? I mean, you can follow me at Josh Crew on Twitter. You're just going to see me retweeting a bunch of like Coca-Cola brand stuff, but sure. <laughs> okay. Cool. Like New York Rangers <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um and uh mark do you, do you want people to follow you or do you want to maintain a, a mystery when my, uh, I'm, I'm gonna you know what dude i've like I've, I've stepped away from like i'm like i'm kind of a stalker on facebook i barely even hmm. post you mean a lurker i think you meant a lurker it's a good thing I never spoke for a living on the record, isn't it? The United <laughs> States government. Yeah. So my words are always spot on. No, no, I just I have to ask if you're recording some music, is there where can you Yeah, will we be can we get a track will, to play on the show at some point? I, I, I don't know about that, but I will playing. I will send it to Shy. Thank you. Do you, do you need do you need okay. someone to lay I down some drums? Music. Well, this is <laughs> Maybe maybe take this conversation offline. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is it fair to put him on the spot on the record saying sure? So I have a question for you all. Relate. See, so Mark, Mark, you didn't hear this story, but I I had like a run-in with the guy from Arcade Fire. Not a run-in in in a good way or a bad way, but a disappointing way. By the way, Beck Beck is opening for that band. Beck is is opening opening for Arcade Fire. Weird. Uh, the, yeah, so, the, the world is ending, guys. So am, it's am over. I, boy, am I boycotting <laughs> the new album based on that experience? So, so Mark, I I, I bumped into the lead singer at uh, in, in New Orleans, and he was doing something like taking his kid to the bathroom, and I was like, "Hey, we went to the same college and played whatever," and he basically yeah. was like, "See you later." Uh, <laughs> oh. Like how many people yeah. in the at that? But that's the way. But but like that's probably the way it is, right? But that. Like, but that's. But, to the music. But, but that's also the way he was like in college. Like he's not a like chatty dude. Like for sure. So <laughs> like so, I I should still be willing to listen to the album, right? And I mean, like, I I yeah, don't I I, I, mean, I respect them tremendously, but I don't run. like that band. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the band, so it's easy for me to like same shy. I, I mean, they're not bad or anything, but like 
I, I'm a little bit. Josh, can sorry. I just confirm? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, that's the life he chose and to be a front man for a band, it's it's like it's like Hollywood actors who are like, oh, like, you know, won't sign autographs or something. It's like, okay, then don't choose that and, lifestyle. And, and, like, and Mark, don't be a and, dick. And, and you're, by the way, not saying this is an armchair right, Carter, no. quarterback. You're a, you have been a public figure in your life. And, sort of. and, you know, I mean, there aren't necessarily people like coming up your autograph at, at, um, you know, uh, at, at your soccer games, but you've definitely had your share of like public coverage of you and your words and things like that. Sure. So, you, you know, you've, you're, you're someone I know who has never we, we, not owned that decision. Like you've always been very aware of that decision. Here, yeah. The ultimate question is, Mark, if you were going to a basketball game, would you wear an enormous hat? So that the people around you couldn't see because Josh shared a picture of him at the game that he ran into him at and he's wearing a humongous hat in a bat, at a basketball game. Yeah, that's just so he's like a six and a half foot tall guy wearing a cowboy hat yeah. that's like blocking the yeah. it's like it's one yeah. thing to not be like cool to a dude in the, by the bathroom who's saying hi. It's quite another with, where a gigantic who's like trying to talk to your right, right, exactly. A guy with Josh's mustache comes up to your kid at a urinal. Maybe it's okay to not chat with him. <laughs> <laughs> but to be clear, it was not at the urinal. I didn't realize he was it was at the trough. It was at the trough. Doing? All everybody's Josh lined up at the, him in the bathroom. I, I do realize, like I do, rec and I honestly almost never, do, never will stop like a celebrity if I see them. But I was like, oh, no, he's so nervous. Lily once drove. Lily once found out where Gene Hackman was staying in our neighborhood and drove up to his house. And I drove. Well, and the he only was reason, jogging, and I stopped and said hi to him, and he was so nice. He was Aww. so the, lovely. The only reason Aww. I did it was go, because. The only reason I did it is because I was like, oh, this is like the rare case where I actually have a unique. Right. You do have a connection, connection to it. Connection. Person, like, hey, you we both used to play at the Yellow Door. Like, that's a pretty random thing. I don't think they ever played at the Yellow Door. Of course they did. And we saw him do an open mic, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's the best songwriter I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where was this? Never where, had when did he reaction. play at the Yellow Door? Uh, in Montreal. McGill, when we were in college, we were all in college oh, with him. He went so. to college with him at the same time. Oh, right. Okay. School Sorry. I remember him playing there and being like, holy cow, this guy's an amazing songwriter. Hmm. But he wasn't. You could never have predicted. Oh, that sucks. That he'd be the guy that would wear that hat. <laughs> yeah. But, but that really. Sorry. I, I, I really do. I, I, I have to bounce. But, guys, that's. But, Josh, that sucks then. That That is a unique. Like. Like all it would have taken him is maybe thirty seconds to say, "Oh my God, what a great time those were!" You know, whatever. Like or you know, wow, that's, that's that incredible. Was Small world. Small world. That's all you got to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Small world. Or oh yeah, how about the Shatner Building? Or like yeah, yeah Yellow Door. Like that's just yeah, that's 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 crappy. I, I agree. Now. Or now or I, really or, I mean, or or what you would say is that, and then you would say, you know, part of me, I'm with my kid. Yeah. You know, I really got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna right. stalk him on social media. No, no, no! You're gonna lurk. Um, all right. With that, with that, um, uh, you can follow me at Pancake and the Number Four Table. You can uh, follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie. 
Um, uh, speaking of music, the theme song is by What Does It Eat? And I uh, want to thank our two guests, Mark and Josh, for an epic Last Kingdom thank episode. You guys so much. We'll have you that back for the, the final movie, but then we're all going to have to pick a show to watch again together. We're all yes. going to, exactly, because I love this crew so much. Oh, I, I love it, and I, I, love, I love being able to hold it over Jared. <laughs> One day we'll have Jared. All right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care, guys. Miss you. Bye. Bye, guys.